Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? I don't know about you, but it's week one. I don't know how you're feeling, but it's week one. Dude, off season is over. We get to watch real football. I still feel like the wait is like, like once the season starts, it's like a fast paced, I'll blink my eyes and it's week four. Yep. And then you blink again, it's week 10. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, it's the playoffs already. So like, it's going <laughs> to, it's going to go by real quick, but I feel like the lead up to like just the first Thursday night football game is taking eons. Oh yeah, I know. It's, it's killing me. But this week is just dragging me already. But it doesn't yeah. help that I was very sick yesterday. So yeah, that's 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 true. Um, but yeah, so uh, we got some week one content to get to you this week. Um, we're gonna break down a, a lot of different stuff before we jump into our our regularly scheduled content from a week to week basis, which is going to consist of a Thursday night preview, starts and sits. Uh, waiver wires and buys and sells so we'll have a lot of uh, good content to get to you as the weeks go along for the NFL season and try to help you win your games but um before week one I mean there's still some shows if hopefully you're done drafting I mean that would be astonishing if you're doing your draft on Thursday right so that would be interesting but I know people that uh that do maybe not Thursday but definitely Wednesday like the day before. Oh, for real? Yeah. Interesting. Don't give me ideas. Um, so anyway, we got five players uh, to trade for before week one on this show. Some people do waiver wire ads. Um, you know, for me, I don't know if I want to do that right now because I don't know if the frig's going on it's with week any one. team. It's week one, man. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna tell you uh, five players to trade before week one. So guys that you want to get on your team that probably don't cost a lot uh, to trade for. Some of them might cost a little bit, um, but they're not gonna cost a mammoth amount to get uh, before they have a really good week one, and then they're completely untrade uh, trade forable if that makes sense. Uh, so you're not gonna be able to be able to trade for them after week one. Uh, occurs. So we'll give you five guys on that. Before we do, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this pod with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions you may have. You ready to get this party started, Ricardo? Let's do it. All right. So We'll start with um with number one here, and uh, he goes by the name of uh, Skizzle Moore or Sky Moore of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we liked Sky Moore going into um the I guess the regular season. He's a guy that we've been telling you to draft um a little bit later, you know, around pick ten. Get get yourself a get yourself a share of Kansas City's offense. Um, there's been good things out of camp about Sky Moore, but the big thing is we just got breaking news uh, before we started recording this show, and it's that Travis Kelsey has hyperextended his knee. And I'll let Rick give the report about him possibly not playing this week when he um, chats about Sky Moore. But with that absence, um, 
somebody's got to pass catch passes from Patrick Mahomes. And right now, I want to say that this guy is probably the number two wide receiver for the Chiefs. No? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and if not the wide receiver one, if Kadarius Tooney, you know, pops his hammy during the game or something like that. Um, but Sky Moore right now is wide receiver two. Listed on the depth chart kind of is that at this point. You also have Valdez Scantling, who sucks unless he's getting thrown the ball <laughs> in a deep aspect. But Sky Moore was a second-round pick that they drafted to be a number one. And this is this is his second year. This is his opportunity to shine. They're playing the Detroit Lions. Like, there's an opportunity for Sky Moore to explode in this game. And if he does it's going to be hard to get him in a trade. You know what I mean? Because the team that has right. it is going to be like, well, I got a breakout wide receiver. <laughs> oh, no, my head. So like <laughs> if you trade for Sky Moore now, then you'll be that guy uh, <laughs> and you'll be happy about it. And I also think that Sky Moore has good things happening. You know, usually players that have, you know, that people project kind of not necessarily as breakouts, but guys that could have better years going into their second year. If they have a good one, two, three weeks to start the season, chances are things are going to expand. You want to make sure you have Sky Moore for this game. Um, you don't necessarily have to start him. I probably wouldn't just on a sheer case of like, that seems like smells desperate already for week one when you don't even know what your team looks like. You know what I mean? Like right. if you got six guys or seven guys that you're starting week one right now, don't say, ah, you know what? I'm going to take one of these guys out of the lineup right now because I want to stick Sky Moore in there because I think he's going to explode, right? So... Like just watch him explode on the bench, but be sure to go out and trade for him. I think it's a, I think it's a smart trade at this point. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, we liked him before um, all off season. We've been kind of on the Skymore train, mm. uh, partly due to Canarius Tony and his injury situation, not necessarily involving Kelsey, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So the report that we got earlier was that it was a hyperextended knee. By the time you listen to this, there's probably going to be more information out. Uh, our good buddy Adam Hutchinson tweeted that obviously not good hard to know extent yeah. with knee hyperextension it could be a hamstring ligament sprain or bone bruise all would make playing thursday unlikely so basically from every report that i've seen it at no matter what the, the extent of the injury is or what it is he's probably not playing thursday no matter what unless he just totally recovers and it ends up being fine yeah. um <clears throat> So that alone should tell you that Thursday's game plan is going to be involving a lot of Sky Moore. I could, if Kelsey's out, I could see him getting like eight to 10 targets. And in a game that could be a shootout, I mean, that could be big. He, I would expect him to have a really big week one. Um, and if that happens, you know, if he gets like 15, 20 fantasy points, probably like 20 fantasy points, that whoever has him is not going to trade him. <laughs> it's going to be like, this is the new. Yeah, uh, Tyreek Hill. He's my guy. Yeah, that no Tyreek so, Hill. Trade for him while you can. And honestly, I hope you traded for him before the show or uh, drafted him before the show because now it might even be harder with the Kelsey news. But yeah, yeah, for real. I we'll mean, see. it's only one week. So I feel like, you know, going out and trading for Sky, like if you're a team that True. has Sky more. Like, well, I'm not trading. Weeks. I'm not trading him because Travis Kelsey. Got, it's like okay. Um, well, if Kelsey's only out for one game and he got he's got ten days to recover from that injury, like I'm not too concerned about his week two status. Um, so right. I mean, but 
I do think that this is a football team where there's a lot of questions. There's four wide receivers that got drafted from Kansas City because everyone wants the guy that's going to break out. I mean, you have Tony, you have Sky Moore, yep. you have Rasheed Rice, you have uh, Justin, Justin Ross. Ross. And it's like all of these guys are sitting there in drafts. I think they all get drafted in the top 13 rounds. And it's because people want that cheat. They want a piece of the Chiefs offense. And I think, honestly, I've shifted more and more as the offseason's gone along and late offseason. I think the one guy that I've, I've been consistently wanting on my fantasy team is Sky Moore. You know, Kadarius Tony gets hurt way too much. He's not a great route runner. And the only thing he really does is make plays after the catch. And, you know, Sky Moore actually has potential. He was drafted to be a developmental player for Kansas City, and they developed him a little bit last year, and he did decent in the time that he played. Um, so it's like yep. if, if they can get him out here, get him on the field as a full-time wide receiver, and he ends up being the guy that Patrick Mahomes wants to throw the ball to, then uh, then he's ultimately going to be a really good receiver, and you're going to want that piece. But I think he's got the best chance of being that. So you want to get that before – you know, even if he doesn't have an explosive week one, you want to get that before week one happens. You know what I mean? Because if he has a breakout game week one, you're not going to be able to trade for him. And even if he doesn't, you know, and it starts to pile over weeks, like you want to make sure you get Sky more. So um, that's Sky more. Any more thoughts on Sky? No, I think that's it. We can get on the next guy. Okay. All right. Next guy is Calvin Ridley. Rick, give your thoughts on C Rids. <laughs> Well, Ridley's probably the only guy on this list that is not going to be easy uh, price-wise to trade for. Yeah, I think he's probably the most expensive player we have on this list. But listen, if you believe in the Calvin Ridley breakout like we do, um, and the player that he is and can be this year, um, and a lot of people are doubtful with Ridley. I mean, even people who drafted him could mm-hmm. be like very iffy on him right now because we really don't know. We haven't seen him play football really consistently mm-hmm. in a long time. Uh, 2020 was his last full season. So there's a lot of question marks about his health, uh, his durability. Just is he going to be slow the first couple of weeks? Like, how is that going to play? Based on what we saw in the preseason, I think we can confirm that he looks pretty good. Um, and I know it's just preseason, but for somebody who hasn't played football in a while, you definitely want to see them look good in a preseason game, at least athletically. And that's yeah. what Calvin really did. Right. Uh, and week one against the Colts, he has a good matchup. I could easily see them trying to get Calvin Ridley involved early, mm-hmm. um, kind of establishing him as the guy. And I think he's going to have a pretty big week. And if he has a big week, the people who drafted him that took that risk are definitely going to be holding on to him. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about him all offseason being this, you know, really good player. And, and like, I think the preseason, as bad as it is, like, you can't really glean anything from the preseason because nobody's actually doing anything. But like, if you yeah. watch training camp and you watch like the preseason games, you can tell a few things that were question marks with Calvin Ridley. A, people were concerned about his conditioning and his like where he was physically being off from football for a couple years. And to me, watching him in some of these training camp videos and watching him with the amount of speed that he has, it doesn't look like he's lost a step or anything has changed for him in the, in the last year and a half. So like, I don't think that changes anything. The second thing is uh, you kind of question because he hasn't played in that long. Like what does he look like in an actual game? 
And I don't really care about the competition that he's playing, but it's the it's the skill level that he showed on some of the catches that he made from Trevor Lawrence that were just some ridiculous catches. Like he still has the ability to do that. So yep. to me, it's like it's not really like, you know, he didn't run a slant route a slant route and take it to the house like Kayshawn Booty with the Patriots in week one against Houston or whatever it was. Uh it was really more or less a, a, a ridiculous sideline catch where he kept both feet in bounds. Uh, and it's like that stuff kind of shows you that he still has it. He's still really good. He can get open, all of that good stuff. So I think I think you're going to see, you know, that's why we're, we we have been in on, on Calvin Ridley this year. Um, but him going up against Indianapolis Colts, like the Colts suck. They don't have anybody. <laughs> I mean, they lost. Yeah. Stephen Gilmore is not there anymore. You know what I mean? Like, their second corner is – is it Dean – who's their second corner? I don't even know. I honestly – I would have to look it up. But the Colts are a bad football team, um, and they're only getting worse. So, you know, they have a future with Anthony Richardson, I think, but it's just going to be some time before they get there. They don't have a great secondary. So I think what you're going to see is Trevor Lawrence come out, like Rick said, establish a connection with Calvin Ridley – and and it's going to be very soon and early that Calvin Ridley is going to get the ball. And as soon as that happens, you're going to see like it was usually like especially in like the expert consensus rankings on fantasy pros, you'll see a jump from Calvin Ridley being like, you know, somewhere between uh, where is he getting ranked like 15 to 20 at this point? Yeah, in that range. Uh, you're going to see him jump from that all the way probably into the top 10 if he has an explosive week. And and at that point, then people are going to be going, oh, I got a top 10 wide receiver. <laughs> Yeah, can't do nothing about that. I don't want. I'm not giving him away. Yeah. So right now he's uh, I think wide receiver sixteen. Yeah. So. So he's not going to be easy to get right now, but the feeling that the Calvin Ridley uh, owner is going to have when he goes off is going to make it difficult for him to get him unless he has a down week. So, um, I get him right now before week one. And, and lock him up and get him on your team. Yeah, um, agreed. The next guy Rick put on the list, so I'll let Rick, uh, I'll let Rick explain Justin Herbert to you. Um, <laughs> Herbert, very, very interesting player. Uh, you know, first two years he was absolutely bonkers. And then uh, and then last year he kind of had, with you know, with receiver injuries and all of that stuff, he kind of had what, what, what I would consider a down year for Herbert. Um, and so this is the year where uh, Rick believes there's a big rebound coming. But Rick, give me your thoughts on Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, I, I, just being initially in on him in the first place. Mm-hmm. First of all, I believe in the talent. I think he's ridiculous quarterback, and I think he's got a top five ability. Uh, last year, he had his struggles. The team had a couple issues, though, around him as well. Injuries was the biggest one, but also – the offensive coordinator was not good at all. They went in and got Kellen Moore this year. And as of going into week yeah. one, they are, for the first time in a while, because usually the Chargers are one of the most unhealthy teams in the league, Yeah, they're pretty healthy, especially on offense. They have their offensive line. Mm-hmm. They've got all their receivers. And they're playing against a Dolphins team in week one that is the opposite and has a lot of injuries, especially mm-hmm. in their secondary. Uh, their top two corners right now are out. Yeah, and they're going to be matched up against Keenan Allen. Their third and fourth and fifth quarters on their depth chart are going up against Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Quentin Johnston or yeah. Josh Palmer, whatever. Um, it should be a it should be a good game for Herbert. Uh, and, and last year, 
when he played the Dolphins, he had a, a pretty good game as well. Mm-hmm. And in and last year he wasn't even that good, but he had a pretty solid performance through almost 400 yards. So I expect a, a very good performance this week from Herbert. And if that happens, then people, uh, people who drafted him are are definitely expecting him to go back to that form that he was in yeah. in 2021. Uh, so if he ha- goes out and has a monster week one, then I think that's going to start the talks of Herbert back to the player that he was in 2021. And if that happens, it's going to be almost impossible to trade for him because then he becomes like the Joe yeah. Burrow, Lamar Jackson. He's in that tier, and he's close to even the top, top tier of like a Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think too, like Herbert right now, he's getting drafted like in that, you know, we talked about the top eight quarterbacks. Yep. And if you don't get one of those guys, you're kind of just getting, you know, middling everywhere else. Whatever. Yeah. And, and right now Herbert is just barely in that tier two or uh, just barely in that grouping of eight quarterbacks. Um, yep. Him and Trevor. In our home league, he was the eighth quarterback off the board. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you look at a guy like Justin Herbert and, you know, there's clearly some hesitation. Like he like everyone believes this guy is definitely a top eight quarterback, but like there's some hesitation on him being really, really good. And I think, you know, that would be, you know, like one of the things that we always talk about in fantasy football, and I try to I try to get people to not overreact to certain things. There is massive overreaction to week one because we haven't seen football in a very long time and so and you do you know especially if you're in in it like rick and i are every single week in the off season talking about football at a level that most people don't usually football ends and people forget about it um we do not we continue we grind we go we watch every film we watch follow the entire off season i got the schedule on my phone right now of the off season i even turned the tab off because i'm still scarred by the longness of how long stupid off season goes seven full months. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, but like we spent all season analyzing, talking about breaking down these guys. And then you get to week one, you finally get to see football. You finally get to see what you've talked about and analyzed for all this time. And one guy doesn't do good. And your take is wrong. Or one guy blows up and your take is right. And it's just like, there's all this stuff that floats around and there's all this overreaction. If the jets get shellacked by the bills week one, and lose 30 to 10. Do you know, like the, the, the sky is going to be falling in New York. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Like that week one is just week one and two. It, there is massive overreaction to everything when that week literally means nothing for the grand scheme of the whole season. So like to me, you know, a guy could go off like sky more like we talked about or Justin Herbert and then not have a great season the rest of the way. Like that, that is within the realm of possibility. So like, or Hus Herbert could suck week one and then, you know, they could go the opposite direction. So it's just, yeah, I would say don't overreact to week one. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, in the, in the sake of projecting what we think is going to happen, Justin Herbert, um, is definitely in a position to have success. The Dolphins, stacked their defense and everyone has anticipated that the dolphins are going to have a really good defense. And then they lost their two top two corners. Their secondary is not in a great position right now. And Herbert has all of his weapons and he's had a really good camp. So to me, I look at Justin Herbert and I'm like, 
this could be a game where there's an explosion. He scores a lot of fantasy points, and you look at your team, you're like, okay, this is good news. You know what I mean? Um, they play at 4:25 on Sunday, so let me know. You know when that happens, I'll 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 tweet it out. Um, but you'll yeah, be so too focused on the bats. It's it, typically in in, <clears throat> in fantasy football. It's you know unless you're in a six point touchdown league, quarterbacks don't generally get traded, and I find that they're usually overvalued. Um, especially in four or five point touchdown leagues, like people tend to hold their quarterbacks real tight for whatever reason. When it's not really necessary to do that a lot of times. So, um, you know, I mean, having an elite one is really good, but I think, you know, one of the guys that you could trade for is Justin Herbert, because I don't know that the team that has him is all too tied to him to begin with. Um, they might be, but you might be able to get him on the cheap. And then if he goes off this week, you know, you'll get the benefits of that. But if you don't get a trade done before the end of this week, you're going to have a hard time getting Justin Herbert. Cause I think he's going to have a really good game. Um, the reaction is going to be pretty strong that week one reaction. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would trade for Herbert. Any more thoughts on Herbert? Nope. Okay. That's it. Let's move on to Antonio Gibson. After my monologue, Antonio Gibson, (laughs) uh, we, we like Antonio Gibson and he's been this roller coaster player and we've talked about him in the past, you know, how you can get him on your team and draft him and all of that good stuff. But the big thing for Antonio Gibson is, you know, like to me, he's kind of in a good situation this week. Um, going up against, I'm trying to find their schedule because my brain farted. They're playing the Cardinals. Way. Thank you. They're playing the Arizona Cardinals, who may be the worst team in the whole friggin' league right now. <laughs> Them and like Indianapolis. So, yep. um, this is a good week for the Commanders. A good soft landing spot for Sam Howell and this new offense with Eric Bieniemy, and to kind of see where things go because um you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of circumstantial stuff surrounding this and everyone kind of expects Bienemy to come in and be the solution for the commanders he's on the commanders right he yeah yep yeah so and they're starting Sam Howell and there's all this stuff and it's like we don't know really i think i think out of all football teams offensively i think the commanders are one of the most uncertain groups like how could be good and they could just explode and be a really good offense or at least middle of the pack, or they could be God awful and not be able to turn to anyone. Cause they don't have really anyone else to turn to. Um, so it's like, they're not in a really enviable spot in terms of the question marks that they have. But I think Gibson's going to be able to get out there, um, against Arizona I think he's going to be able to move the ball on the ground a little bit. I don't, I don't expect him to get a whole massive like rush load, but he will get target share through the air. Um, and so I think 15 to 17 touches is within the realm of opportunity for him. And if he goes out week one, has a really good week one against Arizona, um, that's going to change a lot of different variables for people. And I think they're going to be like, okay, Antonio Gibson is back to that top 14 status that he had if he has a good game. And, uh, and it's going to be hard to trade for him after week one. So I would get Antonio Gibson before, before the, the week one overreactions happen. Yeah, no, I, uh, I agree. He's another player that we like anyway. Yeah. I think it's a team with all these guys that we, we think they're going to have good years, uh, but it helps that week one, they have a great matchup. And one other thing with Gibson this week in particular, um, with Terry McLaurin, who is probably not going to play, uh, he might, there's a, there's a chance he might play, but mm-hmm. right now it's looking like he's not, if he's out, we talked about Jahan Dotson getting a lot of targets. 
Um, and I think we'll probably mention that in a later show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gibson as well, like I, I could see him as the passing game running back, play some of the slot in week one and get, you know, five, six, seven targets right away out the gate. Uh, and if he does that and still gets like, you know, 10 to 12 rushing attempts, uh, he, he's going to have a really solid week one in PPR. And I think people um, are going to kind of look at Gibson and be like, okay, well, he's been a pretty solid running back ever since he's been in the league for fantasy. And he comes out week one and gets me like 15 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it'll be a lot harder to trade for him at that point um, yeah. than right now. I think if you get him right now, and he goes out and gets a solid week, it, it, you're, you're in a pretty good position. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, let's jump to our final guy real fast, who is um, – wow, I had it in front of me. And I Devin A-Chain. Devin A-Chain. I love myself some Devin A-Chain. And it's it's hard because there is this, uh, this, there is this anomaly with week one where you have a veteran running back come out. Yeah. And they end up getting a majority of the work, and then it takes a couple of weeks for – you know, the, the starting running back to supplant that other starting, uh, the, the veteran running back. Um, but Devin a chain is, is a guy that Miami drafted. They tried to get Jonathan Taylor kind of, according to reports, they tried to get, uh, Dalvin cook, according to reports, and they got neither. And they are stuck with Raheem Mostert, Devin a chain. And who's the other guy? Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson, who is going to be out in this game. And he's on IR, so at least four weeks. So the big thing for me when you look at the Miami Dolphins is they're going into this game with Raheem Mostert and Devin A. Chain as their two running backs. And if we believe in the talent of Devin, like I do think that he coming into this game could have an explosive, you know, week one where like usually the running game for, you know, these West coast style Shanahan style schemes uh, tend to be, you know, heavily predicated on the run game into play action. And um, which is kind of what they did last year. Um, They didn't rush the ball a ton, but they used their run rush attempts to, you know, create that play action. I think what you're going to see from a chain is an opportunity to rush the ball. And if Raheem Mostert comes into this football game, and he isn't good, and they put A-Chain in, and he ends up being really good, like, it's going to be a quick flip. So this one's a little bit more risky to me because there's a chance that Mostert just gets all of the work and A-Chain doesn't get anything. Yeah. Um. But then there's also the chance that they, they're they like, you know what, we're just going to see what we have in the Rook and get him out there and, and, and see what he looks like. And if he has a really big week one, um, it's going to be hard to trade for him. So, like... I think even in the early weeks of the season, this guy's a good buy. Like he's a good buy to get on your team because he's not like no one really knows about him. There's questions of whether or not he's going to be the starter, all of that stuff. So it's not going to be too much to acquire him. But if he has this massive week one, yeah, like you're against a team against a team that doesn't have a really good run stopping game. It's going to be hard to get him after this week because people are going to consider him this breakout running back. So, you know, just keep an eye on Devin A. Chain and see if you can acquire him in a trade and, and go from there. Right. Yeah. And, and one thing I will say about A. Chain uh, is he is battling a shoulder injury that he got hurt in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, he returned to practice on Monday for the first time uh, with a non-contact. So that's a good sign. He probably should play week one. Yeah. 
But with his injury, plus being a rookie, I don't really know if he's going to get a lot of work week one. Uh, it'll be more about him flashing and then over the next couple weeks really start to take over Mostert. But there is a chance that week one, as you said, Mostert goes out and has like eight carries for 10 yards in the first half. <laughs> and then Devin A. Chain goes out there and gets a couple big runs. And all of a sudden, the narrative switches that A. Chain is going to be the guy in the Dolphins' backfield for a while. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think he he's another good one. Uh, you can get him in like the 10th, 11th round in draft. So whoever drafted him is probably not super attached to him either. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just a good flyer shot before week one. Yeah, for sure. Um, any more thoughts on these guys? I think that's it. Okay. There you go. Week one, guys to trade for, uh, or guys to trade, five guys to trade for before week one. Um, very interesting show. It's the last kind of list show that we're going to be doing. Lots of uh, trade targets, starts and sits, all that good stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. See you later, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.